Welcome to the podcast of Medora Pentecostal Church. We are a growing community of believers committed to bringing hope and building lives. We pray today's message is a blessing to you. God, I want you to grab your Bibles if you have them. Join me tonight in the book of Genesis, chapter number 22. Genesis chapter number 22. We'll pick it up at verse number one. Imagine many of us, if not all of us, are somehow acquainted with this particular story in the Word of God. It came to pass, the Bible says, after these things, that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him Abraham and he said behold here I am and he said take now thy son thine only son Isaac whom thou lovest and get thee into the land of Moriah and offer him there for a burnt offering on one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning, saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and clave the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went unto the place of which God had told him. Then, on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. We will go yonder and worship and come again to you. I felt two and a half hours ago the direction of the Lord to preach this to you tonight. I want to speak to you on a Mariah moment. A Mariah moment. Would you take somebody by the hand and lift it up and join your hearts and your faith together. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence. for being a God that can do anything, Jesus. 
Praise God. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. I have heard it said all of my life. In fact, it's one of those lessons that you learn very quickly beyond the David and Goliath story that you get in Sunday school. You also are taught and have been taught about Abraham, the fact that he was the father of many nations. In fact, I can remember as a kid learning the songs, Father Abraham had many sons. You learn about it in Sunday school. You sing about it growing up. You hear it preached about. But if you take time to read it yourself beyond the song, beyond the lesson, the call did not begin with Abraham. The call did not originate and start in Genesis chapter 12. In fact, you've got to go back one chapter in the past to Genesis 11. And there, at the conclusion of the chapter, you will find that before God came to Abraham, he went to Abraham's father, Terah. And before he told Abraham to leave, he told his father to leave. He told Terah, his father, to take your son and take his wife and take your nephew and leave the place that you are used to because there's a work I want to do with your family and there's a plan I have for your future. And God, in his wisdom, in his might and power, and his sovereignty could have taken a different road for Terah to walk. He could have chosen a different path. He could have chosen an alternative route for him to travel down. But God purposely caused Abraham and Terah to pass through a town called Haran. God could have taken him around Haran. He could have caused him to bypass Haran, but God purposely caused Terah to walk through Haran because it was Haran, Terah's other son, Abraham's brother, the Bible tells us 
in Genesis 11 that Haran died before his father Terah. Stay with me, we're going somewhere tonight. It was not an accident. It was not a coincidence. It was on purpose. It was divine providence that the town God had Terah to go through had the same name as the son that died. I have found out in my walk with God that more often than not, God will always take us back to a place of our greatest hurt. That God will make us revisit our greatest pain. That God will make us have an encounter with our greatest disappointment. Because how we deal with the loss of Haran, how we deal and handle the things we don't have and the prayers God did not answer and the doors God did not open. Are you hearing me? The ways God did not make. How we handle the things we lost. How we handle the disappointment. How we handle the problems and the pressures and the predicament and the ups and the downs. The way we handle it will decide whether we stay in Haran, die in Haran, or walk through Haran. Come on, God purposely had him to revisit that loss because terror, if you cannot handle what God took, you will not cherish what God wants to give. If you cannot handle what did not happen, you will not appreciate what's about to happen. If you cannot get over yourself, if you cannot get over the pain and the loss, there will be no promise in your future. There will be no hope in your future. There will be be no help in your future. You first have to deal with what God took before you cherish what God gives. Are you hearing me yet? You've got to handle what God did not, the revival God did not send, the family God did not send, the finances God did not send. Come on, the door God did not open. You can forget about the promise if you don't first handle the loneliness and the problem and the predicament and the reason we got churches. Come on, the reason we got families. Are you hearing me? The reason we got people that never get a hold of their promise is because they go through Haran and they stop there like Terah did and they die there like Terah did but thank God there was a Genesis 12 thank God there was an Abraham that said I refuse to stop where my daddy failed I refuse to quit where somebody else gave up I refuse to settle down in a place that God never intended me to live come on I gotta get beyond my pain to get my power. I've got to get beyond my agony to touch my anointing. I've got to get beyond my refusal to have my revival. So we got people that constantly talk about what they don't have and what they are going through and what they or fighting with. And you hear me, the pain you cannot get over just like terror will be the pain you die in. 
So God comes to Abraham. Genesis 12. Now we get to the familiar story that we all heard as kids in Sunday school. And God tells Abraham, Abraham, I want you to leave the Ur of Chaldees. Leave your father's house. Leave your kindred. Leave everything that you're used to. Leave everything that you're comfortable with. Leave your family. Leave your friends. Leave the safety of familiarity. And go to a place that later on I will show thee and tell thee of. It was tough. It was rough. It was not an easy thing to do, but God at least gave him a promise if he did it. God said, Abraham, everyone that blesses you, I will bless them. And those that curse you, I will curse them. Abraham, in thee will all the families of the earth be blessed. It was tough. It was rough. But at least he went with the promise of blessing behind him. Come on, there's some things we can handle as long as we know there's a blessing at the end of it. There's some battles we can fight. There's some scars we can live with. There's some, there's, some, there's some rivers we can walk through as long as we know at the end of it, there's a milk and honey. At the end of it, there's a promise. At the end of it, there's a reason for it. Come on, that was Abraham's start. I'm going to make you go places you've never been. I'm going to make you leave the comforts of home and the comforts of family and friends and the old familiar voices. You're going to leave them all. But Abraham, I'm not, you're not by yourself. You're not alone. I'm going to bless you if you do it. There's a reason for it. Come on. There's a purpose in it. There's a reason beyond. There's a reason beyond this. Got to hear me tonight. He understood it was hard, but at least I'll be blessed when I do it. It was tough, but at least there's a reason for it all. You go from Genesis 12 to the next 10 chapters. You will find time after time Abraham was tested. He was tried. He had to do stuff he didn't want to do. The only voice that was with him that was familiar beyond that of his wife was his nephew, Lot. Lot was there. He's been around Lot for a while. It was, he held on to that. But God came to him just a few chapters after 12 and God told him, you've got to separate yourself from Lot. It was tough. It was rough. It was hard. It was something flesh did not want to do. 
something perhaps he questioned and he wondered and he and he asked God why why will you do this but the very moment hear me now the very moment he separated himself from Lot God came to him and God said Abraham now lift up your eyes and everywhere you see from the north the south the east and the west it belongs to you it's your blessing it's your growth it's your increase it's your promise I can handle Lot leaving me as long as I know there's a blessing involved. I can handle the tests and the trials as long as I know there's a purpose. There's a reason. I can handle the problems, the, the lonely nights and the scars of life as long as I know God is in the middle of it. And he's got it all under control. And as long as I know, Pastor, there's a reason for it. There's a purpose in it. There's a blessing involved. I can deal with it. Imagine how hard it was that day when Isaac was born and Sarah came to Abraham and Sarah said, you got two choices. You live with me and Isaac or you live with Hagar and Ishmael, but you can't have us both. Now, depending on who you believe, some, some commentators believe that Ishmael was now 12 years old and regardless of him not being the promise, he was still flesh and blood. Come on, he was still Abraham's firstborn. It was still his boy, it had his nose and his ears and his mannerisms because it was his own boy. But imagine when Sarah says, you can't live with both. You've got to choose which son you're going to give up. Come on, parent. Put yourself in Abraham's shoes. It's hard. It's a choice you don't want to make. God, why would you allow this to happen? Why would you cause this to happen in my life? And the only prayer, the only prayer that Abraham can muster up is, Lord, just please bless Ishmael. God comes to Abraham and God says, Abraham, I'm going to make you a promise. If you choose Sarah, if you choose Isaac, I will make Ishmael a great people. Kings will come from him. Don't you worry about Ishmael. I know he's your boy. I know he's your flesh and blood. But Abraham, there's a reason for it. There's a purpose for it. And there's a blessing in it. It's hard to leave home. It's hard to separate from Lot. It's hard to bury your daddy and go on. It's hard to give up your own flesh and blood. But at least he know there's a reason, there's a purpose, there's a plan, and there's a blessing. And when you think that the testing has come to an end, when you think it's over, it's done, there's a period put on the trial. God shows up in our text and gives Abraham the biggest trial of his life. Hear me now. This is where the Holy Ghost wants us to go if you'll just stay with me. God says, Abraham, 
take your son. Then he makes it worse. Your only son. Then he pours salt in the wound whom thou lovest. Making it really personal now. Take the boy you've been waiting on. You've been faithful to me to have. Take the boy that you've worked all your life for. Take him to a mountain called Moriah. And offer him there as a burnt offering. Sacrifice him on the mountain of Moriah. Give him back to me. The thing, hear me now, hear me now, the thing that made this so much more trialsome than all the other tests was all the other tests. God gave him a reason. God showed him the purpose. God showed him the plan. And God promised to bless him. But on this day, there's no reason. There's no plan. On this day, there's no promise of a blessing if you'll do it. It's just God saying do it. Period. Isaac could tell his daddy, Lord, we've got the fire and we've got the wood, but where's the sacrifice? Because God wasn't planning and providing. God just said, take your son, your only son, whom thou lovest, and give him back to me. Abraham, you went through test and trial trying to get this boy. Now give him back. You have went through sleepless nights and long hot days. Now give him back. You've prayed the prayers. you fasted the meals. You've sacrificed. Now give him back. God, why? What's, what's the reason? What's the purpose? I can handle it, God. I can, I can do it if you'll just let me know why you want it. If you'll just show me the divine plan. If you'll just show me, show me the divine purpose. Come on. If you'll just show me why you want me to do it. But God never shows him. God never tells him. God doesn't even promise him, I'll bless you if you'll do it. So Abraham takes his boy. They leave the house. Give me a keyboard player, just a keyboard player. They leave the house and they're they're headed to the mountain that God's going to show them. I don't know how long the journey was. I don't know how long the trip was. But just imagine the conversations between father and son. 
All Isaac knows is this is a father and Sunday. I can remember those days when I was a kid. I can remember waking up early in the morning, getting dressed for school. And my dad driving me what I thought was to school, but he would pass the school and keep driving. And I would say, what are you doing, Dad? And he would say, oh, we're just going to have a father and son day today. That's what Isaac thought. Is it just Father and Sunday? Maybe they had to spend somewhere that night to camp out. All Isaac knows is this is just going to build a relationship between me and my dad. There's some that's with him, but really... Isaac doesn't even pay attention to them. It's just, it's just me and my daddy. And they get to that base of the mountain and with the broken heart, with unanswered, with unanswered questions and unresplied prayers and unopened doors. Abraham simply tells those that went with him, y'all stay here. Me and the lad are going to go yonder. And we're going to worship. It's easy to worship when you know there's a blessing coming your way. It's easy to worship when you know the plan and the reason and the purpose. But worshiping when God is silent, it's a little more hard to do. Come on, let's be honest with each other. It's a little more tough to worship God when He's not giving you the purpose for what you're going through. But Abraham said, we're going to go yonder and we're going to worship. Isaac doesn't know any better. He says... Dad, we got the wood, we got the fire, but where's the sacrifice? And Abraham says, God will provide himself a sacrifice. Isaac still isn't plugged into this. He still doesn't have the slightest idea of what's about to happen to him. You hear me tonight? One of the toughest questions to ask God is a three-letter word. Why? And the reason that question is so tough is because usually there's no answer. Why? And all we hear is silence. Why did you allow this to happen? Why? Why did you allow this to come? And all we hear is silence. But I hope and I feel tonight that all of the questions and I feel, I feel like there's just more who the past two years have been asking why. I feel like I got the answer for you tonight. 
Why, God? Why would you allow this to happen? Why would you take this? Why would you bring in that? Why would... Why? Why? Imagine that's what Abraham's asking. The more steps he takes up that mountain. Why, God? Why, God? Why, God? God, I could understand why you took me from my family. I can understand why you made me separate from Lot. I can even understand why you made me let Ishmael go. But why are you going to take my Isaac? Pastor, would you get your Bible and get me a scripture, please? Same text that we've read, Genesis 22. Look at the picture. Isaac is now laying on the altar. Now, Abraham's why has become Isaac's why. Why are you doing this, Daddy? Did I do something wrong? Did I disobey somehow? Why are you doing this? Oh, you can just see the tears flooding down the face of Abraham as he grips that knife in his hand. Watch it now. Pick it up at verse number 10. Hear it. Yes. And Abraham stretched forth his hand. Abraham stretched forth his hand. And took the knife. Took the knife. Grab a mic if you would please. To slay his son. Come on, all your questions of why is about to be answered right now. He took the knife to slay his son. Turn him up. The angel of the Lord called unto him. And said, Abraham, Abraham. 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 He said, Here am I. Here am I. Here it. Lay not thy hand upon the lad. The question's about to be answered. Why would you do this God? Why would you make me do this? Why would you take me up this mountain? Why would you make me go through this trial? Why would you make me face this valley? Why? Jesus, Jesus. The angel said slay not thy son. Read on. Neither do thou anything unto him. Hear it now. Don't do anything to him. For now I know. What? Again, for now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son. Why? Why? Why would you do this? Why would you make me do this? When he left his family, God never said, now I know. When he separated from Lot, God never said, now I know. When he made Ishmael go, God never said, now I know. You know why? Because Abraham was able to worship God with the promise of a blessing involved. But now, there is no blessing. There is no purpose. There is no reason. There is no answer. But there's still a worshiping Abraham. And God says, Abraham, now I 
know where your heart truly is. Now I know where your faith truly lies because it's easy to worship me when I give you the answer and I give you the reason. But if you can worship me when you don't know why, if you can worship me when there is no answer, if you can worship me when there is no response, Come on now! I know. Clicked. Yes. Now I know I picked the right boy. Now I know I chose the right family. Now I know I didn't mess up. Now I know I didn't make a mistake. Telling you, the answer to your why is because God just wanted to know. What's your worship predicated on? Where's your faith truly at? Who does your trust truly lie? Abraham said, you know what? I'm not going there to sacrifice. I'm not going there to kill. I'm going there to worship. I don't know why God's making me to do this. I've asked him time and time again, and he won't answer me. He's still silent to me, but you know what? It was God that called me away from the earth of Chaldees. It was God that made me separate from Lot. It was God that caused me to let Ishmael go. And the one thing I had, the one consolation I had through it all is God was still there. Family and friends left. God was still there. God, I might not know why. I might not understand why you're taking me through this painful process. I might not understand the reason for it all. But the one thing I do know is I'm not going to sacrifice. I'm going to worship. You know why Abraham was able to look at Isaac and say God himself will provide? Because he knew God always provides on the other side of worship. God always makes a way on the other side of worship. God always always talks on the other side of worship. Abraham was worshiping in spite of God's silence. God said, now I know that you fear me. Now I know that you trust me. Now I know that you think I have it all under control. God doesn't know that through your obedience of leaving the earth of Chaldees. He doesn't know that through your obedience of separating from Lot. Come on. He doesn't know that when you let Ishmael go. He knows it when you worship in his silence. When you worship in his absence. When you worship in spite I'm not knowing the reason. So yes, yes, even when I don't see it, he's working. 
even with. I don't feel it. He's working. Even when I don't understand it, he's working. Even when there's no light at the end of the tunnel, he's working. He's working. He's working. If you can keep singing that song, not just with your mouth, but in your heart, there's a God in heaven that says, Now I know. Now I know. Every head bowed, every eye closed right now. There's a there's a sovereign move of God that just swept in this place. Come on, we need to we need to grab a hold of it right now. Oh, that's what some of you are saying. God, I've been faithful and you're making me go through this. God, I've given up everything for you and you're making me go through this. God, I didn't ask for this. Why? Because God wants to look at you and say, now, I know. have what it takes now I know you're not going to give up so easy now I know you're not going to turn your back on me now I know that your faith doesn't lie in man that your faith is rested in the arms of God now I know Come on, come on. Who will be first tonight to worship beyond his silence? Thank you for joining us today. We pray you have been encouraged. If you would like more information about Medora Pentecostal Church, you can check out our website at www.medorachurch.com. Saturday.